Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. This is me, Steffi Cohen. And Hayden Bo. And today we have the pleasure of sitting down with Matt Fraser, five times CrossFit Games champion, Dr. Jordan Shallow, owner and founder of Prescript, and Jake Boswick, a professional MMA fighter and boxer. Today, in today's podcast, we talk about many random things. We talk about revenge, we talk about our favorite adult purchases, talk about money pits, guns, and share random stories that I guarantee you haven't heard anywhere else. This episode is brought to you by Stay Classy Meat. Meats is an athlete-focused company who knows that we require the best quality protein. They curate specialty meats from small batch ranchers and processors across the Northern Rockies, and they deliver them straight to your door. If you want to get 10% off your next order, please use, your, use the code HYBRID in all caps, and you'll get 10% off. Code HYBRID all caps. This episode is also sponsored by our new sponsor, Beam. Beam, B-E-A-M, is committed to producing high-quality, natural, innovative wellness products trusted by some of the world's top professional athletes. They create products to support four main categories, balance, performance, recovery, and sleep that are combined with both CBD and non-CBD ingredients. By tapping into how we function biologically, CBD can work to regulate pain, mood, appetite, anxiety, and inflammation. As a Hybrid Unlimited listener, you get 15% off your order with the code HYBRID in all caps to BEAM, beamorganics.com. Use the code HYBRID, all caps, to get 15% off your next order. Also, don't forget to screenshot this episode while you're listening to it. Post it on your Instagram. Tag me, tag Steffi, tag Hybrid Unlimited. And if you're feeling generous, tag our guests as well. Doing so will automatically enter you in a draw to potentially win an entire drop from Hybrid Legacy Brand. If you don't know it, look it up. It's the swaggiest gym and streetwear you can get your hands on. So don't forget to do that. It's an easy way to win some really cool stuff. And that's everything. Uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. The stewardess will come by and be like, oh, Mr. Fraser? Hmm? Okay, <laughs> so Mr. Fraser? But do you ever And by the end of it, I just had a nice big old stack of $5 bills. And you had like a sore back and you didn't sleep for 15 hours. What if you spend now? seven, spend seven dollars, seven dollars on NyQuil. You right. could try to find me something you can't sleep through with one bottle of NyQuil. Dude, you could front load your entire year of program writing and do it on one of those flights, Sit, sitting well, comfortably in first class. Pay for all your work of is your done. Flight. I did a flight to Australia. Flight okay. to Australia and yeah. coach. Oh, yeah, done it. 18 man. hours, Dallas to Melbourne, longest flight in the world. Yep. And I did it in the emergency exit row that doesn't go backwards. And I had a 12th degree sun, sunburn on my back. Yeah. I'm not going back. <laughs> I'm not going back. I got on the flight to Australia. I think I think ours was 16 hours. Yeah. And it was O'Keefe on the aisle, Sammy in the center, me at the window. And they saw me do this motion and they go, what, what the fuck was that? And I was like, sleeping pills. They're like, do you have more? Really? And I was like, yep, here you go. Two for you, two for you. They throw them back. They're like, how many did you take? I was like, six. And they went, what the fuck? What are you was, a horse? And I was like, it's a 16 hour flight. So I'm how going many to be years of med school did you go to? <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to be awake for none of this. Because you're going to be dead. Cross my feet, cross my hands, chin on the chest, knocked out. I, I wake up, I check the flight map and it was like two hours remaining. And I was like, I was like, Sam, how, how much longer do we have? And she, she's like, two hours. I'm like, 
is that two hours and then like a six hour time change or like, is this some funny math? And she's like, no, two hours. And I asked like three, four different ways. Finally, she was like, you've been asleep for 14 hours. Like I've been checking your breath. We thought you were dead. You haven't moved. Like didn't just, I woke up like this. My feet were about this big. And I was like, I just saved like eight grand. Oh my God. And I just spent, I spent $4 on NyQuil. Boom. Oh but wouldn't the other side of that God. be like, I'm to the point where it's on a flight like that. I'm sad when it's over. Everyone's yeah. walking around in their space pajamas. There's pods. I have slippers on. This is fucking, this is the best day ever. Dude, some of them have full bars and lounges. Oh, yeah. Emirates. Uh, Qatar. Yeah, Qatar I've, literally puts <laughs> the coach class ben- physically beneath you oh, on the plane. It's almost feels wrong yeah it does it feels very yeah. wrong i've i've flown coach on uh emirates i've flown first class on emirates and if i'm paying for it i would i would put a hammock in the fucking cargo well if that were an option <laughs> but you can so my biggest thing is like it, it's called business class for a reason because you work look at me yeah but like <laughs> but like, I, I kind of, like there's work to be done yeah, you no, know, but you do know. some sort of work on the plane. Like I'm, if I'm, if I'm paying for it, I look okay. If the, yeah, 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 yeah. But if you own the business, then yeah, I have that expectation of myself. I, like I, I'll literally take it as a challenge. Okay, this flight cost me three grand. How can I make nine grand on the plane? I, I can make the same fucking dollars sitting in coach. Oh, so it's just legit. No, you got a laptop, and the guy leans back. Fuck that guy. The guy always leans back. He <laughs> scrunches the top of your MacBook. Dude, I got in an argument because we actually flew economy coming back from Japan one year. And I leaned my seat back, obviously. it's a It was a 14-hour flight. Yeah. I leaned my seat back. The guy starts tapping. He's like, hey, can you put your seat up? I'm like, no. See, when no. when no. And he's Would like, oh, well, that? I don't have a lot of room back here. And I'm like, well, you should have bought a first class ticket then, bro. It's 14 hours flight. I'm going to knock out. I'm sleeping all 14 hours. When when I put my seat back, I turn around to make sure that like they don't have a laptop or something. So yeah, it doesn't yeah. catch on the edge. And then if they do have a laptop, I say like, hey, I'm, I'm just I'm going to recline my seat a little bit. Like move your laptop for a sec because mm-hmm. I don't want to fuck up someone's laptop. Sure. Or spill a drink or something. Yeah. Um, But zero chance I will pay. Like, I just picture, I I just picture getting off of an economy flight and someone handing me a stack of five grand. And I'm like, thank you very much. What's your indulgent thing? Like, is guns it? Like, what do you spend money on that you don't care about? Not that you don't care about, but maybe you care so much about that you go, yes, I want to get this particular gun. Yeah, justifiable large purchases. I don't. You don't. I buy houses. Okay. Like, well, can we start that? Exactly. Like, that's a thing. Like that's you have a, more than one no, house? But, but that's like, like, and I buy appreciating assets. I cannot spend money on depreciating assets. The only gun that I've bought in the last five years isn't like, will go up in value. And it was like 21 grand. That's the only gun I've bought in like the last five years. A gun can cost $21,000. Oh, you can spend Bro, that's that. nothing. I'm not. It's, it's a like they made them illegal to produce back in 1986. So it's like you need to do the paperwork on it. Like, so I bought it like four or five months ago and I still don't have it. Like, is the goal to just have like a Scrooge McDuck money vault in one of your houses? 
Like you can't take it with you when you go, man. Bet. Bet. Then? <laughs> then? Where, you're just digging holes in your backyard and putting buckets in there like you're Walter White? Like what's the... What's it for? What's the point? Yeah, what's the point? Freedom. I can oh do my God. whatever what? I want. So can everyone in this room. Forever? But yeah. again, one of the things I can do is not have to worry about leaning my seat back on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> I don't worry I'll about re- it. Oh, that's crazy to me. That would that would stress me out. Look, you know what changed my perspective on spending money versus saving money? Was that podcast. You Can you explain it? Because you're way better at uh, verbatim. The one with Rogan and yeah. Brandon Schaub? Yeah. What did, he, what did they say? Brandon Schaub was like stressing out about... Uh, Wait, are we recording right now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, we are. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. We've Wait, is this the podcast? Yeah. I just let it roll. Oh, I didn't know we were recording. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Ooh, Go ooh. On. Yeah. <laughs> well, you cut out whatever you want to cut out. But, yeah. So Brandon Schaub was like stressed out about spending money. He just bought a house, whatever. Or he was asking it, Rogan if he should buy this house, and it mm-hmm. was like you know a bit of a, a stretch for him maybe. And Rogan was like, "Yeah, obviously buy the thing. You're gonna. What What are you just planning like stop now? You're not gonna make money. You don't believe in yourself. He's like, you're gonna do it and then do the next thing and make more money." And that's a better mindset to have than like hoarding your cash because yeah. you're scared of not doing well, which obviously isn't what you're see, doing. But see, for me, the, for me, like competing, yeah. like if I broke my leg, my money's done. Like I have no more earning in competing. Right. And Gab, so I need you to close your mouth. Oh. <laughs> Go on. I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't concentrate. Um, and so I always assumed every paycheck or every competition was my last and so it was like, you know, oh, okay, I did well at the games, you know, that means whatever. But then right. it was like, I always planned on like, I always thought like, oh, I'm going to get T-boned in my car and then my earning potential is zero in my athletic career. And so I always assumed my paycheck was my last one. Got it. And, and so now. I mean, now, that's a good mindset. I think a lot of athletes actually should have during their careers. Yeah. Because and they're like, always one injury well, away because from that. I always, a, like that, that was my experience with weightlifting was like, <clears throat> you know, my training was going phenomenally well and everything was hunky dory. And then just one day doing a routine lift, I broke my back and then it was like, boom, like done. And it was like, Oh shit. Like I don't have anything to fall back on. And so that's why like I put such an emphasis on school. That's why like I put such an emphasis on saving because I realized how fast those things can be taken away. So like I'm always battling with finding that line between working hard and saving. And then it's like, well, if I'm not rewarding myself, what am I working hard right. for? But then at the same time, like the designer clothes or watches, all this stuff, like that's just, it doesn't float my boat quite as much. And so like, I have friends that like they live for their cars, mm-hmm. they spend all their money on their cars and it's like, but they giggle when they get in it. Like that makes their day for me. I have a Honda cord and I'm like, it's got heated seats, man. This is luxury. Okay, what you know? about now that your paycheck is not dependent dependent on your athletic performance? Do you feel like your mindset has changed a little bit? Maybe it's too early to a know little because bit. it's more recent, but um like I'm more comfortable because before it was like my earning potential was one weekend out of the year. Yeah. Like so much of my salary was based on the results of that one weekend. And so it was always a maybe, 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 maybe I'll earn that much. Um, but now, now it's changing a little bit. 
but I feel like these are habits that I've had for 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I don't think they'll change overnight. And I don't know. I enjoy having that, like that freedom to buy the new house for Sammy and I, or like if we want to go on a trip, we can, right. you know, just stuff like that. What about you, Jake? What about me? Like you have that same mentality about spending, earning? Um, yeah, it depends really. Um, I'll provide a fight, whatnot, have my paycheck, same kind of aspect. I you know, do my best to try and let it ride. I don't have a, a, a major income, you know, so um, yeah, I do my best not to spend all my money, throw my eggs in one basket as such. Um, I live a quite a tight life. I'll fly a comedy, of, of course. <laughs> 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 so, um, so yeah, no, I, I try to keep some money away. Your advice is like shoes. You're into sneakers. Yeah. yeah. You know, I spend a lot on shoes. A couple hundred bucks, you know, yeah. here and there. Oh, that, um, that makes yeah, but you know, that oh. makes sense when you're living in the gym, right? Yeah, yeah. That like, I'm always, we're always busting out my shoes and whatever. And at the end of the day, you know, in the long run, it could be worth money. You know, those you know. are the first things that I like spent on and felt okay with were watch and shoes Same. because I was like, if I'm gonna wear gym clothes pretty much every day and they're all free because they're ours, it's like, what's one thing that I can wear that sort of like I don't know makes me feel good or makes me like or is a differentiating thing in my whatever in my style because i'm yeah. into it you know so i was like yeah shoes like if, for if, sure. if it's a thing that you're into then yeah absolutely mm. i just you're also in a nice position where like you get whatever all the things that you're into for free right like you're, yeah, you're freaking you had to buy one gun and you have how many several <laughs> you know so that's pretty nice you don't have you're actually kind of nice. in a position where you don't have to to spend it's yeah. like all the, you if you were into sneakers which you're not yeah. which is ironic but if you were super into he's them he's getting into it right yeah More a lot less? of people were commenting on your dumb oh, yeah, a little bit these, hey? yeah, yeah. i didn't know these were cool shoes <laughs> yeah the, the like I, when, when i was cleaning it. out my storage room for moving like i have like i don't know there's probably like 40 or 50 pairs of shoes in the box mm-hmm that like have just been sent to me over the years and I was going through and like, all right, which ones am I going to donate or which ones am I, I going to take with me? And these ones, I was like, oh, these kind of, they're clean. Like they go with, they're just black and white. So they'll go with a lot. And I put them on and then it wasn't until like I took a picture working out and I'm kneeling on the ground with the toe all kinds Creasing of creased creasing it up. Creasing and the toe. Yeah, my, Everybody Shame was commenting you. like, yo, those dunks, <laughs> those dunks. I'm like, oh, I didn't know they were dunks. I, I didn't know that dunks were a cool thing. I yeah. just thought like, oh, they're a very simple looking clean shoe. Yeah, they're nice. But, okay, let's move on to the first topic on my list. All right, do you think? Okay, we were talking, <laughs> we were talking about lingerie. Because there was a box of lingerie sent to Tess to my house. And Big shift noise canceling headphones in. This will be great. Thanks. We're going to doghouse Jordan again this episode. So, so hey, just the spare room is open just so I can sleep there later. And I'm just okay, wondering continue. who sent her lingerie? Oh, I think that's the first thing on your list? Yeah. No, I think she just has clothes samples ordered from China. And I think it's just okay, the but, box. But anyway, so we got started on the topic of lingerie. What do you think? What do you mean? Lingerie. Thoughts? So we discussed. And to me, it seems like, like, like I have many thoughts on the topic, but like what avenue are we going down? Oh, I have, I have, we, we I have on the same page on this topic. I think we're on the same page. We was on the same page. That it's it's a silly, per- we want to talk about wasting money. That to me seems like a waste of money. Because well, the, the, the end goal would be to not have those articles of clothing on. Yes, but here's Please the thing. agree with me. Go. So it is, 
It's I think lingerie is for women, but benefits men in the sense that like it's a it's a turn on when a girl is conf like feels really confident, right? So okay. if you get that lingerie because you think you look good in it and you feel confident, then it is a benefit to us who are on the receiving end of that confidence. However, I objectively don't care what underwear or whatever you're wearing. That's so yeah, fascinating. I, that's, yeah, like, you know, I, I, I have to agree with you on the point of like, for me, confidence is the best trait. And that's not just for women. That's for any yeah, person. It's an like, attractive. I think it's a very attractive, desirable trait when someone loves who they are and they feel good about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, in terms of like the lingerie, it's like, I have to assume some women like it. Some women hate it. Some dudes like it. Some dudes hate it. Well, so far as one, two, three, four people don't care for it. So girls. Oh no, I'm, I'm not I'm saying I'm not say, saying I don't care for it. Okay, so what are you saying? <laughs> I, I are like you it. For it. Yeah, of course. Okay. It's an obstacle. The obstacle is the way. Oh my god, really? <laughs> yeah, I wonder what Ryan Holiday's stance is. On <laughs> That's what he right? meant. That's what he meant. That guy doesn't like. That's exactly what he wrote that book for. <laughs> no. Okay, go on. And it's just such a waste. <laughs> oh no, my my statement's done. That's like, it. Yeah. yeah. If, if it's there, great. great. If not. I'm so, not so like, who, who buys Sammy's lingerie who buys it yeah do you buy it for her no she buys it for herself I, I, this guy's not spending money on like first class flights for his own comfort he's not I'm not I'm not for buying the lingerie. I'm, curious. Maybe I'm not that's buying clothing for anyone I don't even buy clothing for myself Sammy orders it okay because she's like hey like you're starting to look raggedy <laughs> like that shirt's a little bit too old and then like new shirts will just show up and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Caesar, what about you? <laughs> okay, but I have a question for you because this is what confuses me. Is it supposed to be like I put the lingerie under my regular clothes and then it's like surprise, or is it like, <laughs> wait here, babe, I'm gonna go put on the lingerie and then you come out with your lingerie? Like, what's the appropriate sequence of events here? I think both are in play. I think huh? you can do whatever you like. Yeah, you still you like. Okay. You know, you go and even in the I don't think there's any like guidelines of like when you buy it, it comes with like an instruction manual. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> That's all I have on that topic. <laughs> is, is that is that were your you, whole were you just her whole list? Were you just curious? No, we started talking about it, so I was oh, curious okay. about it. But in general, it sounds like most guys are indifferent. Yeah, not. It's like nice. so well good, so well and good. The end goal is the off. same. Yeah, for me, it's just like the confidence. Yeah, that's what I think situation. is the part that yeah. makes the whole thing a thing. Uh, what about costumes? <coughs> you wrote that down? No, oh, I'm curious so you're now. Going off the cuff. Costumes? I've never talked about this type, type of things with Matt. I'm sure you haven't talked about this in any podcast. Like so I'm curious. Like role play, you know, That's like Star Wars and that. Costumes? No. <laughs> <laughs> what, like the you really, you like really cowboys and Indians, pops and rivals, we're doing the Moon thing. I'm really comfortable with talking about any of this, but it's just like I know if I talk about this, Sammy would just be mortified. <laughs> but like the, the easy answer is like, no, I'm not into any of that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think like talking about. What goes on? Like Sammy's just like the most wholesome little sweetheart I've ever seen, and her just <laughs> being like, "You talked about what?" <laughs> yeah. Those are those are weird text messages. To get trust me. <laughs> Yo, so uh, there's this uh, one girl that we know who uh, is always inviting us to uh, latex leather parties. <sighs> like no, it's like a tantric. 
tantric sex. No. No, it's Something. a Marilyn Manson music video. I know who you're talking about. You know That's talking a nightmare. About. Okay. So uh, have you ever gone? No. No, but honestly, I'm curious. I just want to see what it's like. Yeah. So because wor- uh, worst case scenario, you just have like a funny story to tell. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. Worst case scenario, you have fish hooks in your back. That's the That's thing. Meat, meat hooks. Yeah. No. Dermal. What's Yo, it? So it's, I don't this know is it's um, called. this is our ex massage therapist. Like we haven't seen her in a while. She's great. Uh, lovely girl. But uh, she's into that stuff, right? And anytime, every time that she comes to give the soft tissue work. She always tells us about the crazy stories of her weekend and like shows us pictures and videos, and it's nuts. Do they, uh, they have sex there and stuff, or is it just all show? You can. Yeah, no, I've been to a couple of events like that. They're definitely interesting. You've been to them. Yeah. Did you ha- did you hang from the hooks? Uh, no, I've never done that. I was actually intrigued though. I know I know a couple of buddies that do that sort of stuff. I was kind of thinking like I'd be interested to experience something like that. Yeah. Wow. Nope, something different. It's like the heroin. Hang thing. me from like, I don't back. need to know. I don't need to try a heroin <laughs> yeah. to know that it's probably not the best. Yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. not. Yeah. But no, the just to see it and experience it. So what did you wear? Like people devote their lives. It is the best. That's um, the problem. Like a, so good. There has to be something <laughs> to it, right? Yeah, but it's. I just. I don't. I. I don't need to go to one of those to know I'm not going to enjoy it. Okay, one second. What did you wear? Um, I just had like um a pair of like. It was literally just jeans. I had a shirt off, a pair of shoes or whatever. So you just dressed like you always dress? <laughs> Pretty much with my shirt off in London, you know? Okay. Um, yeah, no, it was interesting. Really interesting. The music and the rooms and the actual sex room itself, the actual dungeon room. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty interesting. I have anxiety just listening to it. Yeah, <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I did go there and it was, wow, what an eye-opener, you know? Like, People are experiencing their ways, but like I was being there, and people were so comfortable to do what they're doing in front of people. Like I'm so introverted, I'm getting stressed out just like <laughs> picturing this scenario. Oh god, yeah, that no, was interesting. Yeah, I've got some stories. Yeah, uh, that would be a tough one for me. Yeah, it's interesting. Wow. It's not the best event. I only went once. True, not enough to go back. No. Nah, Is this the tone of the whole list of questions yeah, like we, we were have on, like, here? Sex, sex and dungeons and oh, no, outfits. That's it. Like that's there's, it. there's other topics. Okay, can we? Yeah. Do you yeah, mind? Let's move on. <laughs> um, Matt, do you know anything about the new um, gun laws that Biden's putting up? I saw something. Um, I don't know if like the official announcement has come out yet, but I saw like what he was proposing. What was it? I, I honestly haven't been paying attention at all. So I'm not. I'm not sure. Like on the details of, it. I know it revolves around uh, pistol braces for uh, like pistol ARs. What is a pistol brace? Like exactly what Hayden has. It's oh. a pistol the, stabilizing brace for oh. the buttstock of it. So the, they can call it a handgun, but it's clearly not a handgun. But it's, it's a just handgun. the way they put the shoulder stock into it. It's not yeah. a shoulder stock. It's uh, a stabilizing brace. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a loophole. So you can get basically the same thing as an AR, but you don't have to wait like for a certain period that like you have to in some states for those more aggressive guns. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that was yeah. it though. That's what everyone's freaking out about. I know he has something about high capacity mags as well, but I don't think he's made a statement yet. And I we don't know if it's like what the rule is of like they're not allowed to be sold anymore if they have to be registered or or if they're just illegal or. I'm becoming more sympathetic to the the Second Amendment. Are you part of the NRA? No. What is your stance on the NRA as like an organization? Uh, I've heard good things. I've heard bad things. Okay, because so and here's why. So like 
we're all from, all from Ontario, or the three of us from Ontario. Mm-hmm. The more I see how you let one thing lead to the next, lead to the next, lead to the next, and how quickly you can get to a really crazy place. Like Ontario just went into its like third lockdown stay at home order. It's like, yeah. if you never put a mask on, we don't end up here. So I can kind of see where now people who are very pro second amendment, very pro gun, are like, nope, you're not taking a fucking bullet. You're not taking a single yeah. caliber. You're not taking a single gun stock. Because that's going to end up with me in a very bad place. Because look, dude, look in the last year and two months. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, 28 days, we're going to flatten the curve. And now it's like, all right, we're going to, oh, you still have a small business. Let's see if we can do another 28 days and ruin that for you. So I, I'm becoming more sympathetic. Yeah. And all part of it too is like my exposure with guns and like meeting more people who have them. Yeah. Like my, my thing with like imposing gun laws is if a gun, if a criminal already has a gun, they're already not following the law. So by putting in more gun laws, all you're doing is punishing the law-abiding citizen. Like for myself, it's like I go to the gun range once a week and I plink plink steel. Like I don't hunt. I don't do anything like that. It's just I enjoy collecting them and using them on my, my property or going to a gun range. And so it's like, well, what did I do wrong? Like this is becoming illegal. So... I mean, it's kind of frustrating. It's like, especially if they do like a mandatory buyback, yeah. it's like, all right, well, how much are you going to pay me for this thing that like, you're clearly not going to pay me what I paid for it, you know? And the fear that it's like, you give an inch, they're going to take a mile. They're just going to keep shipping away, chipping away. So it's kind of, it's frustrating. At any point when you go to the range is the thought, and I've always wondered this because we have friends that are like kind of gun nuts. Is the thought when you're at the range going, this is a guy in my living room. Like, this is a guy, 3 a.m., I come down over the stairs. I got this, I got my fucking sidearm for my little wall <laughs> safe. This plink and steel is buried two in the chest and one in the head. Does that ever cross your mind? Like, that. that's not what I'm thinking. No, like, like I, when I got lessons on shooting, you realize how technical it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very easy as we all know, go to the range, just pull the trigger and like you hit the steel one out of 10 or whatever it is. But then seeing how much technique on like the grip, the trigger pull, the sight alignment. And then if you're adding in an elevated heart rate on top of it, like I do it as a sporting event Mm -hmm. of like, like I have a shot timer, you set up your steel targets and you're running from one station to the next, trying to shave a second off. Right. And then if you're there with a the buddy, so you just crossfitting it with bullets. Yeah. Is that what goes on? Basically, that is such a meathead. That's unbelievable. You know, that's a whole like sport that's yeah, picking sport. up a lot of steam now. Yeah, tactical it, shooting. Like yeah. ta- the tactical. Yeah, well, I mean, games. everyone wants to be John Wick. Yeah, yeah. Can you blame him? Because I think it all stems from uh, biathlon. The James uh, Bond. Yeah, like, so, so I've done the old ski. I've shoot. done like biathlon <laughs> shooting, and it is. Crazy. The finish lines for all biathlons should be you have to ski off the side of a cliff and pull a parachute. That's how the all biathlete <laughs> events should end. Yo, our uh, shooting instructor said that you had potential. Mm, thank shooting. God. Thank God he that was- man saw the potential in me. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, I hear there's a lot of money in that. Dude. Did you hear about our shooting experience? Ooh, all right. Who lost the toe? No, the way you're prefacing it. I mean, no, he- this dude came out, met us in the parking lot. And then just like scanned the group of us. None of us said a word. Like we're all silent. We did an introduction. Hey, nice to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. And he just sees me and was like, I fucking hate you. 
I'm going to make your day miserable. <laughs> and then anytime he opened his mouth, he made sure to just like backhand me as promptly as possible to the point that I was like, did like I meet you 10 years ago and like we had a bad experience or something and this is your payback? <laughs> like Maybe what? he lost money betting on the games. Dude, it was <laughs> unreal. What did tell him a story about uh, when he asked you about your shooting experience? Yeah, like he was like, he's going around and he's all right, like what's everyone's shooting experience? And everyone's like, oh, I've been to the range a couple of times, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, you know, I usually shoot once a week. I'm very comfortable with a gun. But in terms of this, what we're doing, not very much. I've only had a couple courses. He's like, all right, well, what were the courses? I was like, oh, you know, like just with buddies, very casual, but like from professional shooters. And then he was like, what what type of professional shooters? And, I was, and I'm like, I forget what the way he said it. He was like, who, uh, oh, yeah, who's your buddy? Yeah, like, who, who's your buddy? And I was, <laughs> and I told him, and he's, I said the name, and he's like, that means nothing to me. Okay. And I was like, he's the world champion in pistol shooting with Glock. And he was like, what do I care? And I was like, you, you asked me. And so I told you, and then you're insulting me because the guy that I just said actually has good credentials. And oh, and then when we're in the parking lot, so I, when I came down, uh, Candace, who lined the whole thing up, was like, hey, the instructor said, if you have a gun belt to bring it. And so I have a gun belt. I don't use it very often, um, but I have a gun belt. So it has like I saw the pictures. You the look holster, the mag pouch is like, um, and so I brought it. And I never go to the gun range with this thing, but I brought it because the instructor asked me to. And then he's going around and he's like, "All right, we're going to be going over the fundamentals. Like, I'm going to show you technique and all this stuff." And it's, he was like, "So I don't care that you have the fancy gun belt that you brought with you." And I was like. <laughs> You asked me to bring this, this and now you're insulting this. me this over it. Matt was so upset the whole time, and I was enjoying the shit out of it. It was so fun. He, every single thing he would show us, he'd be like, because Matt mentioned at one point that he had friends in Delta and, and Special Forces. He's like, yeah, so uh, here's a little something that Delta Special Forces guys don't know about. Right. And, and you're like, just like, oh, practice it to everything. Oh, like, you've never done this, have you? Yeah. But like, it wasn't even a way of like, he was like, oh, who are you taking these courses with and I was like oh just some buddies that are like military oh, what, what type military and I'm like like are we getting into this like what yeah. does it matter and I was like oh you know just like some SF well, at guys at this point you just pull out your horn and say you want to measure like we're doing this <laughs> like, like how does this I, I'm like literally just answering yeah, I, I hate when you do this one like, that sorry, so like this doesn't capture on camera. <laughs> is that continue? But yeah, it was just like nonstop. He would ask a question, I would give my answer, and then he would tell me why he was wrong. And then even like when I would give him a compliment, like one time he was like, and he would just ask like vague questions. Like he would do a whole drill and then be like, What did you see there? I'm like, Well, what fucking aspect? Like, yeah, dude, we can go into a thousand different things. And you're giving us no context on what you're asking us. And then I would like be like, looks fast. And he's like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> All right. Just tell me what you want to hear. And I, like, I love this for two reasons. One, because like shooting, although it seems like it's partially in your element or wheelhouse, but it's not your wheelhouse. Like it's not your domain of competency as far as like. I, en to I enjoy it, 
but I know like there's a million and one other people that are way right. better. But there's one thing in the world that a million and one other people aren't better than you at. So it, most oftentimes you probably get recognized in gyms, right? Yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. And yeah. no one would, A, if I went to a shooting range and based off of this guy, if that guy wasn't there, there's not an experience where you'd be outside of like a domain of competency that you're good at and also with some guy who has an axe to grind with you for some reason. <laughs> yeah. I just love how out of place it is because you must never run into that the rest of your life. Because if you're at no, events I mean, I mean, there's, gyms... There's shitty people all over and like, like you still see them. But it, it was just like, I, I it doesn't matter to me that like I'm relevant in one space or another. Like treat me like a normal human. Right. Like at one point, like... There's the three of us shooting. We have a couple cameramen, and he comes up to me. He's like, "All right, Matt, you're gonna go first since you're like the superstar." What? He kept telling me I was too big to do stuff. He was like, "Oh, Matt, you look pretty fast. Uh, I'm probably faster than you. You're too big." I'm like, "I'm definitely faster than you for one, <laughs> and two. What? Like that's just a crazy. It's amazing when you got pulled over last week." I think I pulled you out of the car and we started to like reference it. I don't care how big you are. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I, I'm the same. I always have been, but people are making a lot of comments recently. Oh. Thank you. you feel better about yourself? Well, not if you, they think I'm slow now. <laughs> but, yeah. That's, Yo, that's this tough. dude sounds like a bit of a prick. I ain't gonna lie. Dude, Honestly, I love them. It was love so, so the, like that. I don't in know, like the first 30 minutes of interacting with this guy, like I am furious yeah, because you I'm kept like, your cool pretty good. I'm just like, I, I like I didn't say anything. Don't I just stayed quiet and let him do his thing, do whatever he wanted, and because I'm like, there's nothing gained by like we're here for eight hours. Like, if I get into an altercation with him, In what's gained? Tw minute twenty. I just started and, giving yeah. him shit back, and he did not say any mean thing to me. <laughs> but then he, he, when, the you, when you when you when you left, he was like, "She's ruthless, isn't she?" But like he, like, he yeah. kept like turning to Hayden, like, "Does, does she?" So just like for anyone listening. This was supposed to be an eight-hour course. Steffi left after four hours. <laughs> and then Hayden and I are going up to shoot. And he'd be like, "Like, is she feeling all right? And we're like, oh, she feels fine. <laughs> and he's like, does she do this type of stuff all the time? We're like, nope. Like, get the hint, buddy. You are an asshole. <laughs> like, just there's uh, no way around it. We did nothing. I, I don't. If we did, it was so <sighs> subtle and we didn't notice. Um, How did we? Uh, but like shoot, nice. shooting is my favorite thing to do. Like going to the range, especially with someone that's knowledgeable and showing us, and I'm like getting better. Love it. I'll spend sun up to sundown. I was packing my shit. I was say hours left. Being coached by someone like that fucks up your experience. It why was, was it, unbelievable. Why was it that he had to stop being a cop after 27 years? Oh, he, 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 he didn't go into it. He didn't tell us. No, he just retired. No, well, he did that's not what I mean. retire. He did not retire. Was no. shooting something? Like, did you have this passion for shooting while you were competing, or is this like a newfound thing? No, no, I, I've I've enjoyed it for a long time. Um, you ever felt pressure to not talk about it, especially when you were like an athlete? Um, like was CrossFit like a Dallas no? Hack? I mean, anyone, most people I'm around kind of know this, and like I've been with sponsors that I'm like, hey, like you know. I like shooting. I like post about like I. It's nothing like crazy. Uh -huh. It's like I like going to the range. I'm very safe when I do it. Um, some people sometimes people give a hard time, but it's like it's such a vocal minority and it's such a small community. Mm -hmm. um, 
I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, there's going to be things I do that people like. There's going to be some that people don't like. I'm not like pushing anyone into it. I'm not like being reckless with it. Mm-hmm. If like, you post about it, what happens with your following? Do you like gain as many gun people as you lose anti-gun people? Or is it like, um, do you lose just like thousands? No, I think, I think it was pointed out to me that I lose a good chunk every time I post post about firearms, but it's like, well, I think the big thing is you have such an international audience, right? Like it's one yeah. thing to just be big in the States. Like you True. might have an even balance of like Karens that say, fuck you. And the guys are like, wow, yeehaw. And then Many but guns. with the international, like gun conversations outside the United States, like are way. Yeah. Like I think lab. this episode is brought to you by stay classy meats, stay classy meats, curates quality specialty meat from small batch ranchers and processors across the Northern Rockies. They are an athlete focused meat company. Uh, always, never, ever, no hormones, no antibiotics. They source from ranchers who are for the animals to free-range graze in low-stress environments on nutrient-rich regenerative grass. Montana is known for having very productive farmland, and the nutrient-rich grass consumed by the animals is passed on to us. They cater to athletes who require the best quality products to put in their bodies. Nutrition is the base of our existence. The better the quality of the inputs, the less stressed out our bodies will be, and the more efficient they will run. Quality, convenience, small batch, that's Stay Classy Meats. Check them out at stayclassymeats.com and use code HYBRID in all caps to get 10% off. This podcast episode is also brought to you by Beam. Beam is committed to producing high quality, natural, innovative wellness products trusted by some of the world's top professional athletes. Beam creates products to support four main categories, balance, performance, recovery and sleep these products are combined of both cbd and non-cbd ingredients by tapping into how we function biologically cbd can work to regulate pain mood appetite anxiety and inflammation as a hybrid unlimited listener you get 15 percent off your order with code hybrid in all caps so check them out that's beam and use code hybrid in all caps for 15 percent off but yeah, it's the type true. of thing like i'm not gonna go around like sheltering certain things about myself to appease i'd rather be disliked for who i am than enjoyed for who i'm not because then you're just walking around with a lie right and so it's like you know i try to be aware of certain things but at the same time it's like no i'm not gonna just change or lie about my interests or what i do it's like i follow the law to the t like anytime Mm -hmm. i travel i'm calling where i'm going to make sure I'm not breaking any laws. Like I'm very strict about that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's what I enjoy. You I'm do not even hunting. Some. Like I'm just like, you do you bro. shooting steel targets, you know? Right. But yeah. what about you? Some people like it. Some people don't. Cause your gun ownership has always interested me as like someone who lived in Canada for a long time. Yeah. And like when you're at the range, like how much is technical, how much is tactical? Like in the sense of, are you ever at the point where it's like, okay, I'm doing this because I have a firearm to protect my home. Like you guys have had issues with like the cars and like people stealing your fucking tires and rims and shit. Like how much of it is like, all right, this is like, we all sort of know as athletes, we resort to our training. When you go, are you kind of yeah. thinking like, all right, I'm coming over the stairs. Flo's got my <laughs> six. We're strapped ready to go. Like, is, yeah, is so that have, we legitimately have a plan. Yeah. What's your, hold on before we start. What is your role in this plan? My role, I'm the sniper. 
She's like, <laughs> what are you like no, the Al Capone? She, she goes the up turret? to the crow's nest. She's on the the balcony with the AR. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm the foot soldier down on the ground with the pistol. Yeah. You know but how we, we talked on the last podcast about how men are replaceable? Yeah, yeah that's that's, that's, yeah, why. that's that's his play go. That's my role. <laughs> um but yeah, we actually bought those guns because of uh we had the tire stolen twice. Uh we had Steppy's uh car broken into. Overall well, like they came onto our property and went in the car. Right. She left it helps unlocked. it helps when the door's locked. Yeah. Uh and our gate was actually busted. Just coincidentally, that week the gate broke, so they just literally were able to open it and go in. But cumulatively, it was Yo, about. So, so they did that. Came into air, came into our property, opened my car, took everything that was inside. Came two days later at the same time. That day we had the alarm oh, on, so we checked again. Checked, uh, to check again if like we had left anything yeah. open, whatever. So, the same guys, same time. So after that, that's why we got the guns. Yeah, so that was like cumulatively sure. like sixty-five grand worth of loss in like a short period of time. And uh, we were just like, okay, like the cops are not helping. So it's like if we're going to be put in a position where maybe we're going to have to defend ourselves, I want to be able to do that. So, yeah. So that's that's when I became skeptical of forensic files. Do you ever watch forensic files? No. You don't watch forensic files? No. (laughs) Oh, it's a yeah, it's a great. That's how I fall asleep every night. Yeah. Oh, my God. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. So forensic files is all about you know solving really complicated crimes. Um, through I'm familiar with the show is. Oh, okay, I don't know. You've been in a lot of hotels. I place in every hotel. Just watch SVU like a normal person. No, because it's what? not real enough. Dude, please continue now. about. Yeah, I'm with you. Jordan's hating on me. I can't do forensic <laughs> files. Do not hate on I me on my own podcast. Okay. On. <laughs> you do it on my podcast all yeah, the time. That's true. Continue. Okay. Um. So okay, here's the thing. They, these people were on ca- caught on camera, okay? Like, you can see their faces, all right? We take it to the cops, can't, obviously can't identify them. Then they go... Their car was also on camera. Their car is also on camera. It's not the license plate. Then they go, okay, we're going to set up an operation. We're going to find these people, I promise you, blah, 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 okay? So, you know what they did? They just set up one day, just one night. It was a cop car, right? Yeah. They just parked. No, no, not a cop car. It was an unmarked car. An unmarked car. Yeah, it was, it was like, like a... right in front of the house, right? Mm-hmm. Just parked one time from like four to six a.m. The guys didn't show up. They're like, ah, oh, sorry, couldn't do anything. What? You know, cops in Miami get paid forty-five thousand okay. dollars a year. So I've, explain I've, to I've me done, how I've done the same thing where someone was doing something to my house, like on a regular basis, and I was like, it was driving me nuts, and I like, called the police. They wouldn't do anything. So I sat out. <laughs> I just waited until I had a rest day. Got a book. We did that. I had some like contracts to read through or something. And did you find? Did, did you find them? Yeah. Oh yeah. Really? And it was a cop that was doing it to my house. What was he doing? He, uh, like 10, 11 p.m. Uh, honking as he drove by. Drove down the whole street, just holding on the horn the whole way. Why? But that's what I didn't know. Did you report for, it for like year and a half or two years? He did this. Did you ask him night, why? Like night, nightly, like. Like multiple times a week. How, so hold on. How did you, Steph? I don't want to get back to, to your thing, but how did you figure out like the identity of this guy? Like you put down like a, I like sat, a tax strip on I the s- fucking street, blow his No, I, I sat. Or? I sat in the driveway in my car, right, with all the lights off. Yeah. So like he couldn't see that sure. anyone was there. Love this. And then, and like, this car would just drive by and honk, and I would like look out the window, like it would make you jump out of your seat. Wow. And I would look out the window and just see like the tail end of a van driving away. I'm like, what in the world? Like, 
why are they doing it? I just figured it was like a 16-year-old kid just pissing off neighbors for giggles. And so after like two years, I am like enraged. And I was going to say, you're the most patient person. Night three, I'm out there with a steak <laughs> Bro, knife. I'm already out there. No, but like, but like <laughs> I would be like upstairs or doing something and he would go by so I could see it. But like I couldn't like – I can't chase him down on foot. It's like a kind of a main drive. So finally I just started – I left it like backing my cars into the driveway for a while until that became normal. And then I sat in my car and just waited until someone honked. And so then like they honked, started up the car, followed him, saw where he lived. And then like I pulled up next to him and I was like, he got out of his car and I was like, hey, are you the one honking down the road? Middle-aged man, like 45, 50 years old. And I'm like, and he's like, yup. I was like, no shame. What? Why? <laughs> Can I ask a question? Yeah. Did you have a gun on you at the time? No. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. I'd be what? strapped to the nah. fucking eyeballs. <laughs> no, Did you know he was a cop at this point? No, no, no. no, no. There, there, was, there was one in the car. There was one in the car. Um, because I was like, this guy, this dude's clearly not right. well. well. Yeah. But I'm like, dude, I am not looking for confrontation. Sure. I'm just like, I'm genuinely like, why have you been doing this for two years? Like, what are you doing? And he lives like a block away from me. That's he drives by me every day. And uh, and so I was like, are you the person that's honking? Like kind of hoping he would be like, nope, not me. Yeah. And he was like, yup, that's me. I was like, what? Why? Like, I'm like just so shocked. And he's like, because you park in the road. And I was like, What? You've been tormenting me. And this is like 10, 11 p.m. every night. Honks as he goes by. And I'm like, because I have a car parked on the side of the road? And this is a neighborhood. Like, there's cars all up down the street. And uh, and he was like, yep. Like, I was like, so why? Like, how am I supposed to decipher that you don't want my car parked in the road? And I'm supposed to know that by you honking? And he's like, it's because, like... Uh, in case someone's walking out from behind the car. And so he's giving oh me this like God. legal fucking so what, are we, what are we a bunch of whales? Like it's some sort of like echolocation thing? So, <laughs> Fuck out so of he, he's literally like, code. like he's trying to hide behind the lot. Like I've had video cameras installed because of this man because like he wow. he's just nuts. And uh, and so anyways like I send the address to a buddy that's a cop and I was like hey like you know that guy I've been calling about for like two years? This is him. And he was like, oh shit, I know that guy. He pulled up to Google Street View. There's a cop car in his driveway. Amazing. And he's like, this guy was fired from the next town, like the police department, like next town over or something. Like, he's like, hey, I'll I'll take care of it. And uh, and so like, cruisers went to his house and like, hey, like you've been harassing this whole neighborhood for two years. Like that ends, wow. yeah, and it stopped. Yeah, I would, but but like, like I would need I, revenge of some sort. I took, <laughs> I I just I was like I want the situation to be over, because like if I'm in bed at 11 p.m. and this dude's driving by honking, like it ruins my day of training to go chase him down and yell at him or like I'm losing sleep over this, and so I literally just pulled the truck up onto the side lawn next to the house. And I told him, I'm like, dude, if you came to me two years ago 
and just told me you didn't want me parking the car here? This problem could have been resolved so long ago. I thought I was doing the neighborhood a favor by not parking my car on the lawn because it looks trashy. Or yeah. I thought it looked trashy. Did he apologize at least? Fuck no. Do you think this man that honked his horn for two years <laughs> apologized for being unreasonable? I'm Bro. curious. I'm curious to know how you would deal with that situation. Oh, uh, sound camera. Huh? I sound camera. <laughs> <laughs> years, years ago, I would have handled it very differently. But now it's like, I can't. Dude, once I had his oh. address, I'd be sending pizzas over <laughs> there at two in the morning. Dude, Wait, I, I was looking up. Putting shit in his driveway. I was looking up locomotive horns. To put on <laughs> to put on my car, oh. you gotta go nautical with and it. And then once I'm <laughs> once I'm in my off season, just show up like get pull out in front of his house at four in the morning and just lay on this locomotive horn. <laughs> oh my like, god! Trust me, I'm not good with resentments. <laughs> but I was like, nope, I need to just handle this oh like an adult. God. I would love the idea of like a Fraser wad. It's like a special day where everyone just chases minivans on foot. That's the whole. <laughs> that's the whole workout. There's a bunch of CrossFit people like leaving the box to go for a run, and the next minivan they see, they just gotta chase it down on foot. It's the Fraser one. Well, I can't believe is how long it went on for, and how yeah, much stress not. he created for himself. Every time he must come down, he goes, oh, "Just do some more." <clears throat> for yeah. two years, Dude, yeah, I had that. Like, like yeah. you know, so I like, had someone vandalizing my truck when I lived in California. One of my buddies from Canada had put like a commemorative Canada front license plate because you don't need a front license yeah. plate in Cali, and then. I got home one day, my entire, uh, it was in my parking garage. The entire truck was keyed. People were spitting on my door handles, putting trash in the bed of my truck, ripping my antenna off. And the same deal, like I had, it was so, it felt so weird. I had to call like the non-emergency number of San Jose PD. And I was like, hey, like, I don't know what to classify this as, like harassment or what, but it was the point where my my fiance at the time, like wasn't comfortable going out of the parking garage. Cause like, what if this is happening while she goes down there yeah. by herself at night. And I was like, okay. So I called the cops and I explained to the person over the line what was happening. It's like, okay, well, based off of the fact that you think this is being triggered by the fact you have a Canadian flag on your license plate, that we have to register this with our hate crimes department. So like, I look the way I do. Yeah. And my fiance at the time was like blonde hair, blue eyes, extremely Aryan. Two black cops show up to write the hate crime report. And they're like, Oh, this doesn't. This is gonna take some explaining, and I had to bring him down and show him like the key did, marks. Did and they all ever that. find out like who it was, was the doing guy it who what? parked next to me? What? So what I had to do Whoa. was I had to put a. I put my GoPro in the pipes over the thing, and this guy comes back, Jesus fish on the back of his green Honda of Civic. Course. Of course, it had a, a like a served military. Uh, I don't know some deployment, some um, yeah. semper fi or something like that, like Marines. And Did he have also like the stickers on the kids? Oh, like the no, he <laughs> yeah. didn't. Have, I mean, he didn't have kids. Thank God. Well, crazy story. What about salt life. No, that's a Florida thing. This is no, California. California really? Yeah. Oh, terrible. Go on. Um, anyway, so the video that I actually caught who it was was I could see my truck on like the fisheye lens of the GoPro, and I could see the empty stall next or the the park next to us where it was like empty. He drove in and drove his car into the wall so that was his grand entrance into this scene and i'm sitting there like on my because i'm streaming it live to my phone yeah and i was like oh there's like some like i was watching it nightly because it was fucking torturing me yeah because like 
the big thing too is it was like a patriotism thing. I was like, this guy's gonna fuck with me because I'm Canadian. Like, <laughs> and who who not, doesn't like Canadians? And not that it's acceptable from any country, right? right? Which is also a very Canadian sentiment to relay. But it's it's Canada. Like, yeah, who? What, it's what? not like I had, and not that I would condone this behavior, but it's not like it's a Syrian flag or like a some crazy like shit. What Israeli or Palestinian, right? Where someone who did serve in the military right. like had some sort of bad experience or anything like that. It's like. Did yeah. someone not apologize? Like not hold the door? Like the fuck was wrong? Did you go to Montreal America and someone Junior? Right. So I was like, I was Captain Canuck. I'm like, this is between a country. Like this is my hill to die on. So I'm like, you coming to bed? It's like three. I'm like, nope, no, nope, I'm not coming to bed. Something's happening tonight. And sure enough, man, like one night he drove in and then he like fucking looked at my window and spit on. I was like, oh, down the elevator, like let's go. And it was like this drunk Hispanic dude. I was like, yo, the fuck is going on, man? And like, I don't know what his deal was. He ended up getting arrested like two weeks later for roughing up his old lady. Like we heard it in the building. Like one of our neighbors. Just a real. Just a full-time piece of shit. Class act. Yeah. Yeah. So like with, with my whole thing with the guy honking, once I finally found out who it was, had a discussion with him, or it wasn't a discussion, like you're dealing with a very irrational person. Like... I had to sit on it for a couple of days because my natural instinct is just to have this resentment and be like, how can I ruin this man? How can I put him through as much misery as he put me through? And then I finally just had to realize like, it's not worth it. Like my life is phenomenal. How shitty is this guy's day? Yeah, he's already miserable. Like he has to be miserable that like this is his <clears throat> moment to feel like he has power over someone else. Where he's like knowing like I'm going to ruin his day, lay on the horn as you drive by, and I'm just like, you have to go home and live with you all day every day. How many vehicles did you have? I have I have to I have to deal with you for eight seconds a day, mm-hmm. and then you're out of my life. No, it would dedicate. I would have parked my life. all my vehicles. Trust me, that that's my natural instinct. Yeah, I would have had to have done you're something. You're a patron if saint. It, if, it were, yeah. if it were, if it were years <laughs> ago, like within the first fucking week, son. Trust. Trust me. I'm assuming <laughs> if, someone if drove Rob, by. No, here's I'll what happened. Swear. If someone drove by his flat in South London once, honked the horn once. Now he's here. He had, to flee, <laughs> he had to flee the country. That's it. You know? my, my biggest thing is like, if someone takes me to court now, they can win something. And I'm like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. I'm not even buying. I'm not even buying business class tickets. Yeah. Like no. I'm going to give up some money like on a, a lawsuit. See, that know? was in a nice point <laughs> in my life where half of zero, still zero. Exactly. And that's that's the way I used to be. Yeah. And now it's like. Nah, I'm good. And like, Mm. I don't know, Sammy makes me a better person. All that stuff. All that cute shit. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, but no. Okay, let's let's. Can we play a hypothetical? Because I want to know how deep that goes. Like, I want to know how deep the instinct goes. What would? Because so here's the thing. There was strategy in the way he caught him, right? Did you hear that? Like he's like, okay, I started. You did a stick. We started backing the vehicles in to not cause like, suspicion. Yeah, like two weeks prior, started right? Back in the so it's like he's premeditated. You know who he is? He's Gerard Butler in Law Abiding Citizen. <laughs> Ooh, he's, great movie. He would rip his fucking toenails off one by one. <laughs> like this is a sick dude. Now let's say nothing Probably. to lose. He drives by like, you don't have all this. You're not the world's fittest man. You just live in a spot. You're kind of miserable too. And you want to dance with this guy. You know who he is. You know where oh, he I've, lives. I've run through. Oh, I mean, come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Give me a time. Run, no, I, I'm not going to incriminate myself. But you have what, what, what if one night I'm like, you know what? Tonight's the night. Let's do this. <laughs> I don't I don't want to have my I confession, love- my premeditated confession to a crime. <laughs> 
and then the crime matches it perfectly. And also, like, if you talk about Small it man. publicly, it's off the table. So you, you don't want <laughs> to talk about it in plain sight. Anyway. You're hiding it in plain sight. But I, so here's the thing. I love that it's close enough to the surface that it's still on the table. <laughs> it's like, yo, I'm still going to fuck with this guy. I'm not going to do the drill rap song about how I'm going to end up in jail. I just want to know, like, what would, what, what would you do? What would you do? I, what would I do? What would you do? Same scenario. So you, you no, yo, the guys who are jocking the fucking Porsche wheels. If I find out where they live and who they yeah. are. Yeah, and no, you can't get caught. You can never get in trouble. What okay. do you do? How deep I'm do you go? All about, I'm all about crime-less uh, revenge. So, for, like, just things that are super annoying to deal with, but, like, that are not hurting anybody. Okay. You know? So I would, like, prank them with stuff consistently. Like, send them, like, huge black dildos. <laughs> something like that you know like send them like send them like a glitter box or oh, glitter bomb a glitter bomb a glitter bombs yo like I midget stripper send, to the office place kind yes of midget oh, strippers yeah. little uh, person glitter, yeah glitter <laughs> glitter bombs um definitely throw some eggs at their windows so i found a really interesting one the other day you missed it when we were at john's you left early there was a guy who had a similar not a similar confrontation but a confrontation with someone he's mm. been prank calling this guy for 17 years <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> 17 years and he's like one time I went to this guy's house and I didn't egg it I just put a hundred eggs on his front lawn See, he goes yeah, it's way more annoying <laughs> to just have to go pick up a hundred yeah. eggs <laughs> that's the kind of shit I would do yeah and, and I wouldn't do it in like any specific schedule it would be like totally out of the blue like one month I would do something. You're like, oh I'd man, nothing. One I month I do like I haven't messed with Steve this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make a couple trips. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I would do. Uh, I, I'd have to go physical pain. It's like it's, Hugh Jackman in Prisoners. Well, like, just get a rental property, tie him to the furnace, and beat the shit out of him for the rest <laughs> of his life. Like, I would, I would just the fact that someone can think they can do that because it's got to be a statement piece. Like Vlad the Impaler, like put his head on the spear at the end of your driveway. No, man, you gotta do. See, you gotta go for the psychological like, torture. Yeah, no, I think that's so extra. I just do stuff to the vehicle. Yeah, you know I, mean? I would like pop his tire every yeah. once in a while. And you know, what, then he goes fixes it. You go key it, but it's still an inconvenience yeah. when you wake up and you got four fat tires and a hammer smashed no, into your door. No, I I've heard, I've heard you only slash three because if you slash all four, insurance will cover it. Oh, not in the UK. <laughs> Many times. I, I think I saw someone tweet that. Really, it was like. Hey, for people like that are getting revenge, only slash three, not four. Oh, yeah, I wonder how many ex-girlfriends have I don't heard know. that. I just like, screw you, Miranda Lambert. You didn't set me up right. This guy's taking care of me. I feel like having to deal with the insurance company is almost more of a punishment than having to buy all the new tires anyway, though. See, I just, That's what I mean, just like, inconvenience. In, in the yeah. last couple of years, it's like, like dealing with that stuff. I'm like, I'm just trying to keep my side of the street clean. I sleep better at night. For like sure. it feels great to get a good revenge, but I just sleep better at night. And it's like, I think all of us here work our asses off. Mm -hmm. We're all doing very well. And it's like, like you're a piece of shit. Stay away from me. Just, don't need just like there. stay over there, yeah. do what you want over there. But I'm living a good life over here. I sleep well at night. And it's like that, that guy, it's like, I lost a lot of sleep over that sure. of like how to deal with this. And then when I met him, I was like, wow, I feel bad for you. Your life, mm -hmm. like this is your highlight of the day where you feel like you're in control of something in your life. I think I'd feel better. I think I'd feel better if justice is served. So if he gets punished for the actual thing he was doing. Yes. 
You know, someone gets an arraignment, goes to court, gets fined a civil suit for yeah. like some sort of harassment. Yeah, yeah, dude, really? justice needs to be no, served. But now, now every time he drives by, drives through our neighborhood to get to his house, and there's a car parked in the driveway, and he can't honk because he knows he'll get mm-hmm. filed with harassment, knowing bad. that this is just one more thing in your life that you're powerless over, and you hate it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you like most- once you realize you're powerless in day to day life, in 99% of the interactions you have. Like you just have to accept it and like control the things that you can control. And this dude is trying to be the puppet master of every aspect of his life. Mm-hmm. And to everything. Make, to make his life even better, you should definitely park more in the road. <laughs> <laughs> Give him a reason that he actually really wants to and he can't. Yeah, you park all the cars. You buy cars yeah. just to park I would. <laughs> and or angle so they're really sticking out. <laughs> right. I'd have to at least be an arsehole with something else. Um. Yeah, I have a question, Jake. If because of what you do, yep. like fighting for a living, yep. if you get into physical, I fight for al- a too. Can you go on? well, Fire. not yet. You don't. Soon you do. <laughs> but if you get in an altercation like that, are you at like a higher risk of liability? Uh, like, yes. can they charge you with like assault with a deadly weapon? Because yeah, I, m- I remember so, hearing that rumor of like if you train boxing for too long, these uh, are considered deadly weapons. Yeah, but I that was that kid who did too. karate yeah. after school. Right? <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. So yeah no, I collected ninja stars and shit. You do, um, yeah, you do get in more trouble. Because um, yeah, you are classed as whatever, I don't, a weapon or not. I, not really, because a firearm's a firearm. But um, yeah, obviously, I know how to handle myself more than the average civilian. So if I'm on the street getting an altercation, I knock somebody out or whatever. Um, I should, as a professional, knowing my knowledge and whatnot, not to be able to do that and just walk away and steer clear of situations, which I've done, tried to do many times, but I've had many situations where that's not the case, you know. So I feel like he does the public a favor. Right. He's like those like green tree frogs that are super poisonous that go like, hey, yeah, you probably shouldn't lick this thing. Right. Because this looks poisonous as fuck. Because you look at him and you go, yeah, no, I'm going to pick the next guy. Right. Usually when there's a tattoo anywhere in this vicinity, it's like. If he would do that to his face, what would he do to yours? That's kind of my rule. Right. But like, yeah, but here's the thing, like I, I know you and I know you'd be extremely capable, but like there are fighters who are the most unassuming. See, but it's like the cauliflower like little BJ ear. Pen yeah, but if, no, when you see someone with cauliflower ear, for me, that's like a, just steer clear. Yeah. Like if they want to talk to you, mm-hmm. they'll come up. But at that point, it's like, I'm going to leave that to you. This is, if you <laughs> want to talk to me, I'll smile. But other than that. I'll be over here. Because I always find the guys who know the most about it are the ones who are least likely. Yeah. Right? It's the dude with the affliction shirt who's going to the bar yeah. on like the fight Invisible night. lat syndrome. Right. Oh, yeah. Bruh. Yeah. Bruh. I've seen so much of that, mate. I could And especially imagine. in London. There's so many, so many wannabe like bad boys, gangsters or whatever. Mix Abs- that with like acceptable binge drinking. Just absolutely. And everyone has Bruh. knives and is really stoked to prince. stab people. But yeah. Nah, listen, the altercation I've had, like I said, I worked, I worked the doors from when I was like 17, 18 to I was like 24 or so till I came out here. And um, yeah, altercations I've had, people turn up with tools, knives, bro, I've seen anything See, and everything. My one, my one buddy that was a bouncer, he said, he was like, whenever I threw someone out, when they go out kicking and screaming and all the threats, I know I'm never going to see him again. Yeah. When someone leaves and walks away quietly, he yeah. goes, that's when I don't sleep. They're grabbing right. the heater. He goes, a, he, well, he goes, like, those are the ones that are planning in their head. Yep. They're, like... Very true. He's... Yeah, I've had many altercations where, um, again, I've thrown people out screaming, shouting, and, yeah, you have an altercation outside, you have a tear-up, whatever. 
<clears throat> about people be like, I, I say nothing, walk off. And you're like, oh, I'm like, shit. Mm. It gives you, lets you sweat, you know? And then these people have turned up with knives, mate. Like, yeah. I've had that, you know? Yeah. I've had gypsies, I've had pikeys turn up, man. Man, pikeys have turned up. Armies of gypsies, bruv. And it's like an army of pikeys and an army of doormen, like 12 of us, 15, 20 of them, mate. And like, brawl on brawl. Wow. Many, many, many times, mate. I've had you can so kind of like shit. do that more over there, right? Like you can get away with it. So look, I'll give you an example. Uh, an altercation I had. Um, this one time, my boy was working at a pub. It's a quiet pub. There was a couple of fellas inside just drinking. One, the, the biggest dude was like your kind of size. He was really tall. He's a heavy guy, man. Big, big set dude. And um, the doorman I knew was just a scrawny guy. He could fight. He had an MMA background and whatnot. Anyway, long story short, there was five of us and there was about six of these fellas and they was all like on the old toot up their nose, and, you know. And, uh, <laughs> it's cocaine for those of you at home. Cocaine, we caught a little bit of toot. <laughs> so yeah, these the guys are on the, old, uh, on the old white powder and uh, obviously a few drinks and obviously they're to fight the world. And uh, yeah, long story short, location went off inside, we're all fighting, we all take it outside. And um, yeah, we, we pretty much gave it to them. Obviously they're obviously geared up, so they're all firing on cylinders. They all don't care, bloodied up, but like, yeah, just got mad. <laughs> anyway, long story, old Bill turned up, the police, uh, a guy and a girl. Obviously we don't have firearms in the UK, so obviously the, the feds didn't have, uh, have guns. They turn up, there's literally, what, 11 of us outside and they're all blooded up, beat up already, but they're all still screaming and shouting. The police turn up and we're like, all right, fellas, like relax, the police are in now, like relax. And um, they're going, yeah. Fuck the police. I'm like, yeah. And the police looked at them, looked at us and went, fuck the police, yeah? And the police backed up and went, carry on. <laughs> that's, that's the difference from America to the UK. Bruv, I swear my life. Stepped back and went, yeah, carry on. And the bird went, like the woman looked excited, backed up, mate. We weighed him in for another 20, 30 seconds. That's a lot of action in 20, yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. And then they stepped in with the mate and was like, okay, yeah, back up, back up, like to them. Cause we was all like calm, you know, that's funny. <laughs> that's amazing. So yeah, it's so different when it comes to that kind of situation, you know? Yeah, nah, here everybody bro. goes to jail. Mate, you go to jail, easy. But I've, listen, I've knocked people out in front of police officer at a football stadium, 40 feds, yellow jackets, run at me, cuff me up front of thousands, thousands, thousands of people. I'm not this dude out. It was a, it was a situation, whatever. Long story short, went up, put me in a cell, da, da, da. The guy didn't want to press charges. So obviously I didn't want to press charges, release done. Doesn't even get paperwork, nothing, no fines, no nothing. I was out without four hours. You know, that was probably a worse situation I've been in in front of like police, but like they, it's not like that. You don't get fined and put in jail like just for- I, mean, I almost a, got arrested a for a speeding ticket the other day. It's just like crazy, bro. <laughs> like I fight every weekend, every nuts. weekend. And feds will be there every weekend. You know, you talk to the police, what happened? Yeah, yeah, done this. Yeah, I knocked him out. I picked him up, woke him up, gave him some ice and water. I got him in a taxi. Okay, cool. Sweet. Well, I've dealt with that since I was young. Mate. Yeah, there's a weird hypersensitivity. <laughs> Here? So different. Yeah. Like for, someone got shot in Fernando's building the other day. Whoa. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah. Some lady got shot in Fernando's building, couldn't get in. And he's like, I, and then Fernando couldn't get into his building, which didn't necessarily make sense to me. Cause like the whole street was blocked off. Like what are you, we dusted this whole thing for Prince? Like, can we get on with our day? Like I had a friend <laughs> who used to be the, uh, do you know Derek Woodski? No. Woodski used to be the strength coach for the princess of Saudi Arabia. Okay. Crazy story of how it landed, but he would go live in the class castle of the Al Saud six months of the year and train her every single day. And he was like, dude, you'd be leaving out of like Riyadh or something like that. And you'd be on the tarmac, Emirates flight, ready to go. And all of a sudden 
the glass in the airport would start to shake and bend because there was some sort of like high powered explosive that had gone off within a radius. And then the pilot comes over the thing and is like, we all good? All right, yeah, let's get this bitch in the air. It's like, dude, that would <laughs> never happen in the States. They no. would close down JFK like that. Every airport would be yeah, closed yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the planes would be grounded. And over there, it's just like, like they normalize a behavior that's like, Normal part of it is explosions. like you'd have, you'd have to do it just to get through your day. Like if you were right. stressed about like big things like that, as we would be, we'd, we'd just fucking die of a heart attack. But just the fact that a high powered missile can go off, shake the glass in the airport and the pilot goes, we, we all good. <laughs> all right, let's get this bitch in there. Like, that's amazing to me. That's, that's oh, so crazy. But here, it's like the first sign of trouble. Everyone just <laughs> fucking wraps themselves in bubble wrap. Oh, right? dude. And it's like... Bad weather warnings will ground you. Cancel your flight. You deplane. Snow in Georgia, people were abandoning their vehicles on the side <laughs> of the road. It's like how, un, like, how inept are you to cope with the stressors of life? If you're like, well, what is this change of state of rain? I'm, I must walk now. It's like, this is the stupidest thing in the world. Dude, yeah. I've, I've seen, like, the shelves... Like people buy up all the bread and milk. Like the the shelf in Walmart is now empty, which is amazing to me because that's going to expire snow the next day. And it's like those aren't even like sustainable. There's bread, bro. To last like three days. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you should be eating sandwiches, Wonder Bread in your in your. <laughs> but, like, but then also, cake. it's like it's snow. Like, yeah. What do you think happens? Yeah, nothing's well, going. What makes me nervous is that kind of extremist behavior when is not warranted like in situations that are not like like they're actually not life-threatening imagine if there's ever a situation that is life-threatening oh, all did, did you not did you like, not see the riots over toilet paper i ordered I'm a tushy my online put my a boudet in my bathroom boom problem solved see my cost me 100 bucks my the guy i buy all my guns from owns like an enormous gun store and i was like hey um I'm running low on toilet paper and there's none in the stores down here. Like, can you send me some? And then, so my gun guy sent me toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, people's priorities. I'm imagining your gun, gun guys like John Goodman in Clay Cloverfield Lane. Like, he lives in a trailer that's buried underneath the ground or something <laughs> like that. No, I'm seriously considering having like a bunker. Ah. <clears throat> seriously. But here's the thing: like you're capable enough to just go to your. I, I've seen your neighbors in the Grove. You guys are going to be fine. You're going to be like, all right, this is my hostile house takeover. Now. Yeah, that's going to be the move. Like, if COVID has taught us anything, it's that we're not ready, and nothing has improved. It's just, all right, we're going to open back up now and hope. Sam, I'm on the other side of things. Like, I think a gun. I think any form of bunker. It's like if you don't use it, it's just storage. You know, it's just more yeah. square footage to your house. It adds value. Yeah, and it's cool. Uh, yeah. I hate how you made it like an investment thing. Yeah. That's so annoying. To me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ah, you know, I'm, I'm diversifying my equity classes here. Like, like ah, you suck. Are you joking me? <laughs> but it needs to be in a more remote location. What? No, it needs to be attached to your house. No. Then you need a helicopter. How How yeah. you, how'd you get that? Oh, okay. Well, this is a viable solution. Okay, right? then you don't have a helicopter. Oh, you are so know. impractical now. Why? Well, helicopters are not really meant to fly, first and foremost. What? Helicopters are not designed in a way for them to stay in the air. Okay, so scratch the helicopter. Okay. All right. No, you, you need to have the whole point of a bunker is I'm that like, when like chaos ensues, you it's just an immediate safe walk zone. downstairs. Yeah, yeah but, and but walk usually in. there's like red flags that there's gonna be chaos. You know what I mean? Like, but said there isn't. If I if uh, but said there isn't a red flag. I'm with you on the this. What? One. Said there isn't a red flag. Like 
No, you've got time to get to No, but that's when you need a bunker because if if there were obvious red flags for every disaster, I, we would just go on a plane and fly somewhere where there's no disaster. No, yeah. there's always a red flag. Like, for like, example, like, oh, sorry, if, I like, don't see the benefit of chaos. That is spreading throughout the globe. Like chaos Guess is what? happening. Steph is going you're going to walk, you're yeah, gonna walk a half block down the road like... Do, 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 zombie do. apocalypse. I'm, no, I'm just... leaving my safe zone to go to my more safe zone. Then what zone. you do with your guns like, no. like, are in the house as it is? Are you yeah, do you just put an elevator like, down what, 16 yeah. stories Why would you not road? attach it to your house? Okay, listen guys. This is what's going to happen. Gonna I'm go going to get my bunker, alright? Okay. There's going to be some sort of massive planet destruction thing and you all are going to be like, yo. But why does, what, what is the benefit of having the remote bunker? The it's part, just that Miami's not the appropriate location for that bunker because it's too crazy. Do you want to go to a, a different exactly. city? You lock the bunker from the inside. Go to nobody to can get in. Time, the bunker is impenetrable. So it doesn't matter if it's in the middle of New York City or if it's in Arkansas. That's the point of the bunker. The point it's buried of the bunker under, is underground. It separates underground. you from the world. No one gets in. Nothing gets in. So it doesn't you matter where it, it is. That's it. You're done. You haven't watched any movies of like what happens in big cities when there's like something major. But yeah, it's big cities with people who don't have bunkers. Yeah. So you think that if I have We're gonna a bunker go to in a Podunk, city, Idaho? Of course. I don't know. I was thinking like... It's the point of a bunker. South Carolina. Like how? A, like but how'd you get drive. there if, oh if there's an issue? No, 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 we're, no, we're, the, no, we're not, we're not having not this argument. So your like your argument land, is so, so I can impractical. have agriculture, so I can sustain myself with food. You're talking about a new, a new farm. Yeah. Yeah, you go We're talking like a bunker the size of this room. I'm talking about being able to sustain my life for prolonged periods of time. Preserve food. Yeah, that's not a bunker. That's called a farm. Sorry, these are end times. You're eating canned tuna yeah. for Where the rest of growing. There was a nuclear holocaust. Yeah, Crops are dead. Did, Miami's going to go to Chernobyl status one day. <laughs> Nothing will Don't grow. You put that on us. It's you just want to dig down and then be in a cement box underground. And then once the zombie apocalypse is over, you, come you ascend and repopulate. You just wait until That's, all the weak ones have died off. And then mm. you poke your head up and you're like, yo, does shit look cool yet? Yeah. Nope. Go back down. Okay. You're talking about owning a farm. <laughs> Yeah. And being self-sustaining. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, we're, we're talking about living like on that farm already, like plant with chickens and like yeah. building relationships. Yeah, no, we're not doing like the Swiss Family Robinson shit. It's like this is, dude, you hear that one, like, remember in Hawaii where they all got like the emergency message, but it wasn't, no, 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 it was nuclear. It was two so, years ago. People were like posting right. it. You remember that scene? Dude, where I, it was like they were testing their systems? No, and, I don't remember anything about this. Like we had it in Tennessee last year where a tornado came through. Like no warning, and it. Can I interject? You live in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Have you not seen the movie Twister? Isn't your whole area <laughs> code a warning, <laughs> dude? Like it was wild because it just like so like the next day everyone's out like helping this neighborhood that just got flattened, right? And like not an exaggeration, flat. Like these houses are gone. There's just furniture and personal belongings everywhere. And then, like, the one that, like, it, it scarred in my head, it looked like a dollhouse. The mm -hmm. tornado went through and ripped off the back of the house. And then, but all the, it? all the furniture was still perfectly in place. So, like, like you're looking at it. And there's the bathroom wow. with, like, the vanity, the toilet. Right next to it is, right. like, the bed that's still made with the side tables. And you're that's just standing crazy. in the street looking at this, like, well, what ha it looks like a dollhouse. The wall just got ripped off and... And it was after that that I was like, oh, okay. Because we don't have basements right. in there. Like, it's so cheap to build up that what's the point of digging down? And so, like, Sam and I were like, what do we do if a tornado hits? Like, 
we aren't prepared at all. Right. And I was like, we got a couple months left here. Once we get to Vermont, we'll build a bunker. We'll be good. So has it, you have one? Not yet. Not no, either. like we're moving in two weeks. So you're building a bunker? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Because like, so yeah. Steph, to your point, uh, like in Hawaii. When it's done, you got to have us over. I got to see this thing. Because yeah. yeah. I know you're going to have it set up sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm, so I'm looking into like these things that are, they're kind of like prefab kits. So you basically yeah, pour those. like cement wall. So it's not like the cube that you just bury. It's right. like a, it's basically a truss kit that like they use for building parking garage ceilings. So like it's a cement, like a free floating cement slab. And so we're just going to dig basically like a second basement and then put this in above and like, I'll use it as like a home office. It's going to be, we're going to set it up real cool, but it's going to be practical. And then like getting like a vault door. Like like super villain looking. Yeah, like I mean, lights, no, it's gonna be dope. Leather, red, velvet. No, we're, I'm this not doing it like your buddy's house. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but like, have you seen my gun safe that's in my gym? Like, it's like super distressed looking. It's like this vault door that looks just like that. So it looks like an antique, but it's sick. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, this the, the the statement. Have you seen the gun safe in my gym? Well, it's so big. It's like. Basically, in the back of any picture mm-hmm. that I post, and is I, it pure? Is it functioning? Like, is there's there a, guns inside of it? Well, it's usually what you use a gun safe. For. I will. I don't know. I ju- and I just ordered a second one for my new house. And this is necessary based off of the volume of guns that you own. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Just had to dig down to the bedrock it's at that point. Six feet <laughs> tall and five feet wide. Do you have an issue with like? helicopters or aircraft what guns do you have that need to be that big it's no, not it's, no, it's just it's one individual the gun, gun that, it's the value of the gun no it's not one individual gun that's that big okay there's just lots of them like have you ever seen you know like 007 they go into the room and they're all over yeah i imagine that's, that's what it's kind of like yeah so right? that, that's what i want to do Matt in my in like bunker vault thing is i want one wall that's like this size and i just have them all so this yeah, trust system, barrier, I'm really interested about this bunker now because is is this for this intent and purpose? Like with what you are purchasing, this is a bunker. Is like, are there uh, promises as far as like what this can withstand? Yeah, yeah. There's like blast ratings in it. Okay, stuff. so this is not just like an extra plug-in basement thing. This is for the purpose of I like I'm, I want it not for that purpose, but it's like I just want a spare room that's secure, right? Um, like for gun storage and stuff like that because it's just a pain like taking guns in and out of the safe i just want a safe so big that i can it's easier for me to go into it than to right. take the guns out. but your bunker is sold as this isn't some retrofitted thing like your the sales representative you're talking to is like oh what what megaton do we need yeah, to withstand so, here so it was the type of thing like you have to pour the cement slabs and all this stuff anyways for it so i was like well, it's no extra cost. It just you need to do it to the certain spec. Right. And then you have these benefits. Like I have very high confidence that that it will never, I'm not like a doomsday prepper that's going to like stock it with three years worth of food and have it as a bombshell. How deep are you going to put it? I mean, deep enough that you can't like dig to it, I guess, like with a shovel. <laughs> but I mean, depending on how lazy the person is. Because like, <laughs> like you're, you have a basement in your place. 
Because basically the way I would gauge this is how deep under the house is going to be indicate how likely you think this is going to happen. The deeper, the more likely you think it's going to happen. Yeah. So, I mean, I need to figure out, like, I need to, like, get to the house and, like, set grade and, like, see, yeah. like, all right, do we need to go through the floor, which I would like to avoid. I would like to just go through a wall of the basement and maybe, like, there's two steps down or something. Oh, okay. So, yeah. we're not, you're not concerning your neighbors with this build out. No, I mean, my property doesn't have any neighbors. Okay. Like, that was the, I guess that's probably true of most yeah, people was, who are <laughs> building that type of thing. <laughs> No, like, I share a road with two other houses, I think, but it's, like... I'm on 17 acres. They're on a couple acres each. Um, it's enough land to like, I'm not going to bug them if I'm like zipping around in a razor or dirt bike or something. Gotcha. But 17 acres. That's big. That's a lot. My yeah. boy's, my boy's got a four acre spot uh, up in uh, Loxahatchee and it's big. That's beautiful space. Couldn't imagine 17, yeah. 17 acres. Wow. That's tough. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. Uh, yeah, we bought awesome. it like a year ago. That's amazing. Man. Um, yeah, so we're excited to get back there and just like there's room for activities, like just to you do have plans. Shit. You can do like a dirt bike track or you do like one. yeah, pit bikes. Yeah, that's the best. Those are the little ones. Yeah, the yeah, little miniature little bikes. Strokes. If you buy ten of them, you get like a super cheap deal on them. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, have you you've like, you've clearly thrown caution to the wind since finishing your career as far as because that wouldn't be something you would do. No, right? Yeah, like before it's like if I twist my ankle, right my season's over type thing but now it's like live a little yeah i'm gonna still fly economy though but i'm gonna buy (laughs) 10 little pocket bikes to drive around my 17 acre (laughs) what yeah you have all you have all your buddies over and like have have a big barbecue pit bike races that we got my my buddy leaves his excavator and skid steer there so like we're gonna have like so here's All maybe, the fun stuff, maybe a mental exercise. So you lived your career as if like, okay, every competition could be my last. Yeah. And you were conservative and you, but now it's like, why wouldn't you want to just, and maybe this doesn't resonate with the flying thing, but like, do you ever think you could just die tomorrow? Yeah. What if you do? What if you died in economy class? <laughs> what if your plane was going down in economy class and you're so uncomfortable and your last memory was like, well, it was five bucks right there, or whatever the fuck you're back. <laughs> I'd, be so I'd be so bad at you. He'll be dying in the same He's going to be living good. Oh, my God. He'll be making his five bucks all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> There's another five. Like, that's, that's what it is for me. Like, there's been a few points where it's like, oh, this is a heart attack. I'm going to die now. So it's like, I literally live every day where it's like, okay, if I. If oh, I, I had it. What was it? Like, back in April, where I thought I, thought I was dying. What was it? Uh, we we never got an answer. Like it felt like someone was pulling my intestines out. Like I was like in the fetal position on the floor, pouring sweat, ghost white, and like like I told I was with Sammy and Tia, and I was like, ah, oh, oh, my stomach doesn't feel so good. Like, and they're like, ah, oh, you know, you're just being dramatic, and and then within th- three or five minutes, like dripping sweat off my hands like it's pouring out i'm ghost white and sammy's like we need to get you to a hospital right now and i like couldn't walk out to the truck i'm in the fetal position it felt like there was a slit in my stomach and someone like has pinching my intestine and just rolling it like that the closest hospital was like an hour and a half away and so like sammy they get me loaded into the back seat of the truck and sammy's just doing like a buck 10 the whole way and uh and I'm just like braced up, sweating and freezing. Like it was the most pain I've ever been in my life. 
we finally call it quits. We called the ambulance an hour into the drive because I was like, I can't do it. Like, I can't. Ambulance meets us on the highway. As soon as they pull up, I open the door, like just projectile vomit. And Sammy's like freaking out. And like they have to carry me to the ambulance, get me in. And uh, and I'm just like thinking, like, give me drugs, like knock me out, put me to sleep. I just want to be out of this pain. But I'm I know if I say give me drugs, the f- last thing they're going to do is right. give me drugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I just dealt with it. And they're like, what's your pain level? I'm like, nine out of ten, nine out of ten. Like I can barely speak get into the hospital they don't let sammy in because this is like right at the start of covid and so sammy's just sitting in the parking lot not knowing what's happening the doctor came in and like goes to start poking at my stomach and i was like no like i just pushed them away it's like don't touch that they like go around my stomach and they're like sorry we have to they poke around doctor walks away and i turned to the nurse i went 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 and then just went out don't know how long i was out don't know what happened but like the pain spiked i passed out i woke up don't know how much later this was and like a nurse is coming in with this like big syringe and i was like what's that she's like oh this is pain meds i was like no i'm good she was like what do you mean i was like i'm not in pain anymore i feel good can i go they're like yeah and so i just Got up and left. So what was the issue? Don't know. Was what there the, they, the, the only thing bad like, gas? I went for I went for scans. Like I got a tube down my throat, like to check. Like got ultrasound, and then I think like an MRI or something like that. Um, the and they're like, can't find anything. So what we we think it must have been was a twisted intestine. Mm-hmm. Oh, like wow. I was doing some like ad work that was like had a bit of a twist in it something okay and so like apparently when you twist your intestine like it'll start seizing to like try to straighten itself out so it was seizing the whole time then when the doctor came in and poked around it must have like just shifted it it straightened out that's crazy and so dogs die from that that's so random yeah it's called a volvula yeah i called sammy after i woke up i was like hey where are you parked she was like oh my god like i'll 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 pull up like where are you and i was like no no it's fine and like i like jogged out to the car <laughs> she was like so happy that i was okay but pissed because she had been sitting in the car in the parking lot for like two hours like just crying because she didn't know what was wrong with me well, and I, that's scary <laughs> was there a perspective shift like after that i mean i made sure i had my will drawn up actually though yeah oh see that's the one thing i haven't done yeah i mean you made sure that what sorry yeah, my will, will. Like, oh. in case I, like, die, that, like, everything gets left to Sammy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just, like, buying, buying like, super fancy stuff is not my thing, you yeah. know? Like, flying flying business class, I can't justify that to myself. I love, I love it. We it's, keep real circle. Perfect for uh, the Tempest stuff. One. What's that? I don't know. Go on. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? Oh, it's 4.20. Okay. Yeah, it's a good time for, for us to stop. But before we stop, um, we have to go to Florida Man Story because we haven't done one, and I found a good one. Oh, wait, what? A, a Florida, Florida Man, Man Story. story. Oh. oh, these okay. are good. Yeah. Okay. Paramedic of the Year steals vaccines. A man who had previously been awarded the Paramedic of the Year 
award is now charged with more than 14 different charges, including forgery and criminal use of a personal idea. ID. The paramedic is accused of providing COVID-19 vaccinations to people who he had created false medical records for. The paramedic was given three vials of the vaccine and told to vaccinate firefighters that same day. Allegedly, the number of vaccines he doled out and the number of consent forms didn't match up. It's believed that the paramedic provided vaccinations to three or four people who were not intended to receive the shots. The paramedic allegedly marked these extra shots as waste. It is unknown if the paramedic did this at the request of his boss. Interesting. It's a slow news I in could, Florida. Yeah, I could, that's, yeah, that's not that's, that's not, not crazy like at all. But it's, like, I mean, it's Florida man story. No. It he probably just gave it to his family or something. You know. Yeah. Oh, I got here. I'll just say I did three, and I'll go vaccinate my old my parents, my grandma, and then boom. Yeah. Before I knew Florida man stories were a thing, I my parents and I left from a cruise here when we were a kid, and it was the same day. Do you remember when bath salts first broke onto the scene? Yeah. And the guy was like yeah. eating people's faces in like the parking lot of like CVS. I was in Florida for that. I was like, this place is different, right? Like Florida is like a different place. <laughs> this is not how the rest of the world works. My parents are like, yes, this is like, we just come here to leave on the big boat. And <laughs> don't ever come back here. It's like the elephant graveyard. It's like everything the light touches is yours, except there. Don't go over there. That's scary. That's Florida. <laughs> yeah, but that's also how the how people in Miami think about Florida. Like if you ask someone from Miami about Miami, they're like, yeah, it's not Florida. Like that's Miami's right. its own country. And Florida is Florida. Yeah. Once you start hearing the banjos and you see the fan boats, you're like, oh, okay, this is. That's this when is you know the, the fun's going to start. That's the Miami. <laughs> like, or that's the Florida man. That's I've, a crew I want. I want to be around. Like, dude, I've done gas stops like off of the highway in, in parts of Florida that are pretty rural. Whoa. I got asked to take my mask off driving to game. They, they, none of them wear masks, yeah. which is like whatever. Like Pensacola. Mask or no mask, but just the fact that they're like operating completely independently of the rest of the world. Yeah, it's crazy. No one's face is that, symmetrical. That's, Everyone that's, has a weird accent. That's Everyone looks large, like their parents are related. That's, yeah. that's a large <laughs> portion of the country that goes without a mask. Yeah. There's realistically, there's like five or six cities in all of the U.S. that you should live in. And the rest Flyover. are something else is going on. <laughs> no, see, <laughs> see I, I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, I'm like, ooh, big city. I'm good for like. 72 hours really max. i go nuts and then after that i'm like okay see if i, I live on 17 acres within three days the four neighbors you have in like a 10 block radius would all be dead i would just <laughs> i'm gonna lose my mind where's this guy well fuck him. i'm gonna kill him i don't fucking lose it see i'm like i went out in the real world just long enough to like find sammy and i was like okay cool we're gonna go like we're gonna buy enough land that we never have to see anyone unless we want to like this whole, like just driving, like how inconsiderate people are. I, w I would lose my mind. Oh, like, here? Driving's a real problem. Here, it's a though. sport. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hey, that's a good rule. Driving's a sport. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a full contact competitive sport. <laughs> <laughs> I always compare it to like Mario Kart with no shells and one life. That's driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, nope. I want enough property that like. If I want, if I want to see someone, they can come over. I can go see them. I want to be close enough to the city to like you should start a cold go get Matt, food so or whatever. Awesome. But you I know? just, I just want to have big old bonfires, barbecues, pit bike races, yeah. and have I'll a come to that. I'm driving by your place and hawking the shit. <laughs> 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 just, just, just a big old dope home gym and like a guest house so that even Yo, when a guest comes as soon as Matt moves, they don't have to like as soon as Matt moves we should go over there and just prank him <laughs> get like a rent, a rent a transport truck and just as <laughs> <laughs> you go by yeah. uh, okay alright thank you guys for listening thank you for your support 
As always, remember to tag us at Hybrid Unlimited for a chance to win some Hybrid Legacy swag. And that is all. Thank you. Bye. Bye.